When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by... No one. Guys, I'm on the way to, to the grid. I would like to use the opportunity to say thank you to all the boys, all the mechanics, engineers... People I've been working with. I would like to say as well thank you to all the people that have been following us around the world and were watching us on television, being on track, sharing all the emotions and all the good times that we have had together. I just want to say thank you for being with uh, with us and uh, sharing my particular passion for Sarah. Thanks for all of this one. Wonderful time. Uh, Good memories it's going to be. Um, thanks again. Now, let's go and get ready to rumble for another good race. Thank you, Michael. And from all of us, it's been a real and rare privilege to work with you. That's from all of us. Thank you. Well, my Ferme is open. Make sure you park it in there because there is no room to park it out here. This show is huge today. Start the old goat debate between Lewis Hamilton and Michael Schumacher. Who is the greatest of all time? We talk about the biggest surprise from the 2020 season with one driver doing even better than expected. And it wasn't Hamilton or Perez. And of course, all the news in the world of Formula One. But now it is time to hand the mic over to the man, Pimp. The P-I-I-M-F, the Grandmaster Daddy himself, Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back. Relax for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right. Ladies and gentlemen, it is I, Colby, welcoming you to the massive, gigantic 
humongous show today. First of all, welcoming you to a new year on the show, the Park It In My Ferme podcast, where we talk all things Formula One and make sure you are up to date on all the news, discussion, opinions, results and more so you don't look like a bit of a silly goof in front of all your friends. Also, who doesn't love talking fast fucking cars so to make sure you don't miss out on any of the shows moving forward head over to itunes spotify google podcast iHeartRadio, overcast and much much more and give it a follow or a subscribe there is also the packet in my site for all the old episodes you may have missed and like the facebook page as well slide into the dms if you are so inclined and i will be waiting there eagerly for a visitor to arouse my interest I can't wait to get stuck into the greatest of all time debate with Hamilton and Schumacher. Talk about the biggest under-the-radar season one particular driver had on and off the track. But first, we need to discuss all the news in the world of Formula One. And for the news, we'd like to have some good news listening music. Whistleman, start your thing. Let's start with the biggest news in the past week, and that is Lewis Hamilton, the man that can do no wrong, doing incredible maneuvers on the track, avoiding other drivers, and off the track, avoiding paying his taxes. He has managed to get himself on his knees in front of the Queen. Hamilton received a knighthood for his services to the sport and Formula One, Sir Lewis Hamilton. It was well-deserved, and not only that he joins a select group of other Formula 1 drivers that have been knighted. Sir Jack Brabham, Sir Sterling Moss, and of course, Sir Jackie Stewart. But to be the only one knighted while still driving. He's only 14 seasons into his career. Lewis is only 35. It's just an incredible achievement. He has won a championship in literally every second season he has driven. Think about that. Seven championships, 14 years. All this debate about greatest of all time is going to be mighty, mighty interesting a little later on. But let's move on to the 2021 Formula One calendar with the Australian Grand Prix set to be postponed from its original start date in March of this year. Now, Australia has been great at containing any large widespread COVID cases with very strict lockdown laws early on and heavily in- and heavy penalties for any breaches. With the cases surging across the globe, and in particular the UK, where seven of the F110 teams reside, the Victorian government is going to go through extreme measures before committing to hosting the Australian Grand Prix. They most likely will allow the F1 weekend to go ahead, however... It'll be something similar to what is happening with the Australian Open and the tennis. The team's athletes and support would need to quarantine for 14 days. And in a Formula One schedule, with how hard it is to move everything around and being a logistical nightmare to begin with, I I can't see it happening in March. I think they will postpone it until later on in the season. And most likely, the Bahrain Sakia circuit will host the opener But who knows? The world is a topsy-turvy place. Anything can happen. But that is just how we see it at the moment. And speaking of seeing it at the moment, Alexander Almond bouncing back, got himself a gig in the DTM. The Deutsche 
Wagen Masters this season. He's only going to be racing in a handful of races for him, so congratulations to him. He will still have his spot as the reserve driver for Red Bull behind Fergello Perez and Max Verstappen. But good to see the 24-year-old tie boy. And I know a few things about little tie boys. No, I don't. Scrap that. That's disgusting. But it's good to see him keeping his passion and fight alive. And that is it for all the news. In previous episodes, I've praised Sir Lewis Hamilton and the Mexican jumping bean, Sergio Perez. Yes, I, I realise how racist that sounds. On their consistency. But there was another. There was another. On the grid. Who consistently brought it like Kirsten Dunst and bring it on. And I'm not talking about Nicholas Latifi. Consistently being outperformed by George Russell. No, 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 no. How dare you. How dare you. The Red Bull flying Dutchman Max Verstappen is who I'm talking about today. He's had quite a 2020 season. Oh, oh, oh. yes, indeedy. He managed to score points in every single race. Dot, dot, dot. That he finished? Okay, yes, yes. Okay, he had a few DNFs. All right, yes. But he scored points in every race when he got the car over the line. That's that's pretty good. Not only that, he scored a podium place in every race that he finished. Apart from one, the wet drive in Turkey, where he finished sixth. So he podiumed top three in every race. So in the 12 races that he finished... He finished on the podium 11 times, 91.6% of the races he competed in, he podiumed. Now to put that into some perspective, Sir Lewis Hamilton podiumed 87.5% of the time. Valtteri Bottas, who finished ahead of Verstappen, second in the Drivers' Championship, podiumed just 68.7% of the time. So what does that tell us? I mean, the counter-argument is simple. Hamilton and Bottas didn't crash their cars. They finished more races. They were more consistent. Hence, they finished ahead of him in the Drivers' Championship. Well, okay, all right. I mean, on the surface, if you just look at it like that, and we know Max. Max for crashing was his nickname for some time. I'm just thinking, yeah, Max Max just crashed his way out, saw gaps that weren't there, saw a gap that was there in Kelly PK and just drove into that one, but also saw some other gaps. But were they all his fault? Okay, well, yeah, it is correct. They did compete in more races. Bottas retiring in Germany at the Nürburgring once and Hamilton being sidelined with the Rona one time. So they managed to complete 16 races of the 17 race season instead of Verstappen's 12 races. But let's look at those DNS from Verstappen. Was it all his fault? Is he the reason why the car didn't cross the line? If he was given a better car, would it be a different story? Opening race. Austrian Grand Prix retired... Due to power unit failure. 
Italian Grand Prix. Okay, Italian, there's, there's four others. So Italian Grand Prix, retired due to power unit failure. That's two. What about the other three, though? Surely Max was at fault for those. Sakir, Bahrain, Sakir circuit, retired due to Charles Leclerc being a numpty. Oh, yeah, that's right. He dove in on the inside. And a gap that wasn't there. Sent Sergio Perez to the back of the grid. He won. Leclerc and Verstappen crashed into a wall. Okay, so not Max's fault. But there was two other races. Surely one of them. Surely one of them. Imola. Retired. Due to his tyre exploding. Okay, well that's not really his fault. The tyre just blew up on him. Oh, but you can manage your tyres better. No, sometimes tyres just blow up. So there was one race left. Surely this was a crash too. Tuscan Grand Prix Max retires from a crash. I knew it. The crash in his back. The crash in his back. <laughs> it was Pierre Gasly colliding with Kimi Raikkonen who ran into Max from behind. So did Pierre Gasly orchestrate this as payback for Max stealing Kvyat's girl, Kelly PK? For the Maxi boy parking his front wing into her garage. For Kelly PK riding Max's pole position. I don't know. But what I do know is that from the five DNFs that Max got, none were a result of his driving. So the stigma of Verkrashen Verstappen might be a thing of the past. I strongly believe with a car that is built to last the duration of a race, he will win a driver's championship. And just for a comparison, his teammate podium twice in 16 races. 12.5%. Verstappen truly did have an incredible year and deserves a lot more credit than he received. Let's listen to the celebrations in that last weekend. The check of flags in sight. Verstappen wins the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Done it, Max. Won the race. What a way to close the season. Really, really fantastic, mate. Yes! What oh, a great race. Oh, the pace is really good, guys. Oh, congrats. Oh, after uh, you know such a busy uh, year, I think everyone was a bit tired at the end, but to win that last race, uh, it's amazing. Thank you very much, guys. Max, that was absolutely clinical. Well done. Enjoy it. Yeah, we, we call that a simply lovely race. Sport truly is the great equaliser. It brings people together. The wealthy kings and presidents and businessmen cheer for the same players and teams that the poor, blue-collar working man cheers for. It unites people from different worlds and connects people from all, all walks of life. It's the reason why the little Japanese boy knows who Cristiano Ronaldo is, as does the president of the Ford Motor Company. The superstars and professional athletes are universally recognised but then the discussions start. My favourite player is better than your favourite player. Messi is better than Ronaldo. Pelly is better than Maradona. Kobe is better than Shaq and LeBron versus Michael Jordan. We could go on and on. The GOAT 
debate starts. The greatest of all time. We start throwing that term around so much. We put forward our cases to find out who the greatest is. We use stats, analytics and metrics to determine greatness. When most of the time it comes down to whether or not we like them. And they're our favourite. The Michael Jordan versus LeBron James GOAT debate has been going on for close to a decade. The fans of each have dug their heels in and don't want to acknowledge the other player as a great. If MJ played in today's era of basketball, he would average 50. If LeBron played in Jordan's era, he would have stopped MJ winning those rings. If either of them played in the 60s against the white guys, they would probably have both broken Wilt Chamberlain's record of 100 points in a game. It's an impossible thing to determine the greatest of all time. So it's going to have to be broken down further. Is the goal of playing basketball to score points? If so, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is the greatest player of all time. If the goal is to win championships, if so, then Bill Russell is the greatest of all time. So there is no exact science to it. Although the sport is the same, the competition and rules and the way it is played is different from era to era. This is the same with every sport. Hell, baseball didn't even allow people of colour to play for decades to the point where they, were set, they had their own separate leagues. But the sport was still the same and the debate rages on. But now it is time to move to Formula One. The great GOAT debate has started. Two contenders emerge. Sir Lewis Hamilton versus Michael Schumacher. Hamilton versus Schumacher. Lewis versus Michael. Seven-time champ versus seven-time champ. Who's going to come out on top? Who is the greatest of all time? This is such a flawed argument. There is no way to tell who the greatest is of all time without first breaking down the numbers. Okay, well, let's go. Let's do this. I like my numbers. Best way to do it. Number of championships for Lewis, seven. For Michael, seven. Okay. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Hamilton just passed Michael in wins last season, having won now 95 Grand Prix to Schumacher's measly, pathetic, only 91 wins. <laughs> Chump. Surely Schumacher started on pole position more. No. 98 to 68 in Lewis's favour. Podiums, though? Podiums. Okay, Michael surely has more podiums. 165 to Lewis, 155 to Michael. Okay. Uh, what about, okay, but surely Hamilton's now raced in more races. No, nah. Lewis, 62% of the time, he ends up on the podium to Michael's 51%. The win percentage is in Lewis's favor as well. 36% of the time, Michael, 30% of the races he raced and he won. The thing is, Lewis has only raced 14 seasons. Michael's had 19. Lewis has only raced 266 races. Michael's 306. Lewis has only finished outside of the points 34 times. So in the 266 races, Lewis has only finished outside of the points 34 times. Michael, 89 times. 
So to give you an idea of just how good that is, in the next 40 races, because that's the difference, 306 races for Michael Schumacher, 266 for Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton can finish outside of the points in all 40 of those races and that number still be lower than Michael Schumacher's. Also, Lewis dated Nicole Schwarzenberger Greta. And if you're getting your pole position looked after by a pussycat doll, there's a good chance you're the man. Now, don't you wish your favorite driver drove like him? Don't you? Don't you? So it's clear, Sir Lewis Hamilton, Sir Lewis Hamilton is the greatest F1 driver of all time. Or is he? Okay, all right, where are you going with this one, Cordy? You've got me on the line. What's going on, Wheeler in? Ayrton Senna holds the record with Michael and Lewis for most consecutive pole positions. Ayrton Senna shares the record with Lewis and Michael for most consecutive podiums in a row. But unlike the other two, Senna has the highest percentage of front row starts in a season at 100%. In 1989, Ayrton Senna started from the front of the grid in every single race. This three-time champ won 25% of those races. He too dated beautiful, beautiful women and was admired and respected in the paddock. Now, it's never going to be possible to have a definitive answer on who is the greatest of all time. We need to sit back and enjoy the art that is Hamilton's driving at the moment and appreciate that from 1984 to present day, 2020, well now 2021, if he doesn't retire, we have had these three entertain, dominate and amaze us. The problem with comparing drivers in Formula 1 is that there are more variables than there are in any other sport. Comparing goats in an NBA is easier because it's basketball. The ball is the same, the court and the hoops are the same, but in Formula 1, the cars are different each and every year. If Sebastian Vettel was in a Mercedes now, would he win? Would he? Probably. And we'll be having a conversation about the 10-time champion, Sebastian Vettel. Now let's listen to Verstappen on whether Mercedes should be paying Lewis Hamilton his money. At the moment is does Mercedes actually need a big buck superstar like Lewis to lock out the front row of the grid and possibly even win the race a one-two? How do you suggest we answer that one? Who would like to start? Max, why don't we start with you? Of course you do because he will make the difference in the most crucial moments. That's why he's a seven-time world champion. Game recognizes game. Now here's Lewis equaling Michael for world championships. Championship number seven. The world championship record is equaled. Lewis Hamilton wins the Turkish Grand Prix and is a seven-time champion of the world. Mate, you have got to be proud of that. What an awesome drive. That's for all the kids out there who dream the impossible. 
You can do it too, man. I believe in you guys. Thank you so much, everyone, for your support. This won't be the last time we talk about it. Probably not the last time we mention it this year. But for now, let's just sit back, relax, and enjoy it. Well, well, well. It's sad. It's so sad. It's a sad, sad situation. It's so sad to say goodbye to the ones that you love. But that is it for the show this week. Thank you so much for stopping by. Make sure you stay up to date on all the happenings with the Parker in My Ferme show. Subscribe and follow the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and so many, many more. And of course, like the Facebook page. It makes me feel good. And my Ferme is always open. So slide into those DMs like your Kelly PK on Instagram, and I hope you all have a fantastic 2021, and I can't wait for the season to start, whenever that may be. Catch you all next week. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.